Good morning and welcome to the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. Joseph Dion of Ackley Home Mortgage and I'm Brendan with the Homes in Orlando team and coming to you with all the news both nationally and local that affects the real estate market. And we have a couple big things that came out past couple days. Number one, consumer price index. That one hurt you a little bit, huh, Joe? That one hurt. But you know what's interesting? We're rebounding pretty decently right now. Um, you know, not quite. We've seen a little bit of a rebound yesterday and today we're up 20 something basis points. So, so far based off of retail sales news. Hmm. Interesting. And then we've got continued warnings about the commercial real estate. Uh, people coming out saying we've got a bubble. Mm. So we're going to get into a little bit of that further today. And then we got our local, local numbers as well. So let's start off with the with the consumer price index. It came out and it was a little hot for what everybody wanted. It was definitely, I would definitely say that. You know, like, um, core inflation. People, people were expecting what, 2.9. Mm -hmm. We came in at 3.1. Yep. And when you break down, when we go in and we break down the numbers, We see a couple big things, and number one is our shelter again. Yep. Even though we're seeing, you know, downward pressure on rentals, it's still coming through at six percent. So I'm thinking, what could be, what could be fueling that? I'm wondering if, and this is something I'm not positive of, is home insurance in here as well for the rentals, possibly. I don't know. It's pushing it up. It's just I, I, don't, I, I don't think it is, but I think well, you I think where you kind of go into is what states and where people are moving and opportunities, right? And you take a look, and maybe maybe some of this is like you know, like look at Florida. There's no rent control, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. So rent can kind of just go up if it needs to, and if there happens to be demand and shortage, like just kind of keep uh, keeping it high. I don't know. I, you know, I, I've read some local, you know, numbers on on the rentals, and it's either flat or down a little bit, down about you know maybe 0.4 percent, which isn't a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. But even if it's flat, I would expect this number to start shrinking a little bit. You know. Yeah. But it's not. It, it's it's consistently over the past several months been right in that five six percent mm -hmm. area, and then. The big one that really kind of kicked everybody was our transportation services costs. Yep. And I think, you know, you and I talked about before, even though, you know, gas prices were down a little bit, you know, fuel costs were down a little bit. What's been going up with everything? Insurance. Insurance. You know, you, uh, my gosh, I saw a, um, a reel for this dad who was going through his car insurance and it was him, his wife and two kids. And it was almost as much as his mortgage payment. Yeah. And he's like, I may stop driving and just get an Uber. It'd be cheaper. Might. Yeah. Well, and the, so, and I was looking up this, like, so like with, within this, the, the, the motor vehicle insurance, like auto insurance, according to all of this. And I saw a report, Barry Habib kind of said this, it's roughly, Three uh three point six percent of the core inflation reading. 
Like that's a significant amount wow. to play that's into. And I didn't know it was like, I knew it was important. I didn't know it was that, like it was that weighty. Right. Wow. But it makes sense. I, I, I didn't realize that because you look at that and then you see, you know, because we had some good, good relief at the, at the pump, you know, the past month or so. Um, so you look at that and they were down 14.2%. And it's like, man, you, there's really push some things pushing up. And of course, shelter contributes roughly about 30% to that number. So as long as that shelter number continues to stay high, mm -hmm. these other ones can show, you know, reductions. But you're, when you've got a third of it pulling you up all the time, that yep. number is just going to continuously stay high. Yep. You know? There's not much you can do with that, right? Yep. Yep. There, there isn't. And then how does it affect, how does it affect you? Well, your 10 year treasury reacts mm -hmm. and how's it usually react? Not in a good way. <laughs> it goes up. Yeah. Which means MBS goes down. Like, yeah. Cause you were, you were sitting, we were sitting around what? 4.1. Yeah. The, re the report came out and, and we, we jumped to roughly what? 4.27. Yeah. Almost 4.3. By the end of the day, that day after the core, like we were 4.27. Like, that's yep. a big jump. Like that's a big movement on one day. Yep. Yep. And it's just, to me, it's just another shot across the bow of, you know, all these people who keep saying, you know, we're going to have, you know, rate, rate decreases, rate decreases. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the thing that we watch on a regular basis when we put this up pretty much every single week is we, you know, tracking the fed watch and in March right now, you know, we've jumped, you know, you look a week ago, 81% of the people said they thought we we're going to get a rate cut in March. And we've now gone to roughly 89, 89%. So people really are, you know, you got that 10%. I, I'm, I'm not sure what they're looking at, that they think that we're going to get a rate cut in March. They're just holding out, right? Like they're just hoping yeah, to be optimistic. Like. You know, if I was in Vegas, I'm not putting the money on it. That's for sure. No. <laughs> not at all. And then when we go to May, you're seeing the same something very similar in that you still got a lot of people holding out that May is going to be our first rate cut. You know, but is it it is down from a week ago. You know, you had 40 percent um, thinking no rate cut and went to 61. And we're holding right now about 50, 59 percent that mm -hmm. we're not going to have a rate cut. Yeah. I mean, even in even in May, and I think you and I both agree we're we're thinking June. June for the I, I think June, and I think I think we can get into March, and I may kick the can further down on the first one. Like, yeah, I'm really yeah, curious to see March's numbers because I think the Feds are going to be more conservative when it comes to this rate cut. Yeah, I they, I know you know Powell's mentioned it before. He doesn't want to see something happened that that like happened in the 80s where yeah. the fed raised got too aggressive in the cuts you know yeah they, they started the inflation down but the minute they started the cuts what happened inflation shot back up and yep. they had to really crush everything yeah and i just i know he doesn't want to have to do that and quite honestly as long as the federal government keeps spending at the pace they're spending Yep. I don't see how he how he drops it. 
I, I really don't because you two trillion dollars a year in deficit. Two Chunk trillion. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Two trillion a year. I mean, you're basically you're creating money. You know, the Fed doesn't have to print because we're just creating bonds and it's creating money. Mm -hmm. And you take that out, our GDP drops like three or four percent. We're actually a negative GDP mm -hmm. if we take that out or a flat at all. Um, Great Britain and Japan just basically came out this morning and said we're in recessions. Yeah, that so was you, I'm shocked it took them that long to hold. They held out. They held out. As yeah, long they held as out. Long, so you know, Germany's contracting right now. Mm hmm. So you've got, what is it, three of the top five economies right now are in a recession. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what China says. China's in a world of hurt. <laughs> they're just, they're a, I, I would not want to be anywhere in any of the government agencies over there because I don't know what they do to them. You know, <laughs> they, 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 they kind of disappear sometimes. You know? <laughs> So that's just something I just I just don't want to touch at all, mm -hmm. you know. So we're looking at all this, and then we're getting the same warnings that we've been getting for the past, you know, year on the commercial real estate. And this is something I didn't know. I really I really like this this website. He does he does a great job doing research and bringing out some things that other people miss, but. There's 4.7 trillion in commercial real estate debt yep. right now. That's due. That's no, no. This is that's the total. That's the total. But okay. Instead of only having 659 billion, just 659 billion due this in 2024, it's ballooned to 929 billion. Yep. And do you know why? Um, previous notes being the, like just pushing there that you, off. Yes, modifications. Yeah. Okay. Modification. So, why, so, so why would we want to modify? Let's think about this, right? Yep. Why would a bank want to modify? Because they don't want to take it back. And they don't want to take it back. Why? Because it's worth less than, than yep. what they wrote the notes for. Yeah. So it's kind of like, think about it, right? Like it's like a short sale and residential, yep. right? If they take it back, yep. right? Like there's like stuff like they don't want to do stuff like that. Right. It's a foreclosure. Yep. Like, and it's much harder to get rid of a commercial building, like a 20 million, 50 million, 100 million commercial building than it is mm -hmm. to get rid of a single family home. Yep. Right. So yep. and, and I think that's that's what we're running into here is like they're kind of like, hey, like they're still paying us. Like we'll just we're going to extend the note and we're, we're going to still it. get something. And they're when they extend them, you think about it, what the cost of their money is to what the cost if they're keeping them at the same interest rates, yeah, the banks are losing money because on the modifications. Yep. How but long the can they is, hold those? Can they hold those modifications without yeah. forcing the refinances? Yeah, and I think it's just that, like, they don't have you know they don't have the 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 revenue. These commercial properties don't have the revenue that's needed to justify the expenses. They're, the mm -hmm. loans are way more than the buildings are worth right now. Like. There's so much challenge on this. It's kind of like, hey, like we'll take something versus nothing because if we refinance to where rates are today, they'd be they wouldn't be able to get it approved. No, no. And this was interesting. This was from iConnections, and this is Barry uh, Sternlich. He is the CEO of um, Starwood Capital, 
And this is what he had to say last week. I don't hear anything. Do we have an audio coming? You can't hear? Nope, I can't hear any audio on my side. Okay. So, it's playing um, my uh, so all right, well, Let's let cover this, right? So first off, Starwood Capital Group, they're like what? Investment firm with like 120 billion, something 100 billion, something like yes. that in assets? Yes. So yep. guy knows what he's doing a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's on it. And his basic gist was that we have three trillion dollars. He had three trillion as his number worth of worth of commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. That's really only worth one point eight trillion dollars. OK, that's it. It's it's only worth one point eight. That's a big haircut. That's a huge haircut. But the other interesting thing he brought up was that. The United States is the only country that hasn't gone back to the office since pe the pandemic. Okay. Japan's Japan's um, commercial um, vacancy rate is like 0.1. Um, Korea's South Korea's he said was like 0.2. Mm -hmm. You know, G England, Germany, same thing. Very low vacancy rate in the commercials industry. You know, in the commercial residential um real estate market where we are the actually the only country that hasn't done that i don't why why would why would that be like i don't i don't understand why that would be is it like i feel like maybe i don't know like does public transit opportunities to get places ease of access is it the fact that we have our home bases have so much and resources like do are those the things that play into this I, I I don't know. I think it could be a part of it. I think another part of it was the job market is in order to get someone, the job market was so, so strong mm -hmm. that the employee could say to the employer, hey, yeah, I'll work for you, but I want to work from home or I want to be able to come, you know, I want to be able to stay home three to four days a week you know, come to the office maybe one day or two day or three days a week. And I think maybe that was a portion of it, a good portion of it. And mm -hmm. another portion could be just be that we're soft. <laughs> Employers are, are afraid to stand up and say, no, you've got to come to the office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I you mean, know, IBM, I... IBM came out and he mentions, he mentions this is that IBM came out and you're and said you're coming back to the office. You know, no more of this. You're coming back to the office. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's interesting because it, it's kind of a double edged sword because you've got all this commercial vacancy. I saw a graph the other day that if you stacked it all in a certain size building, it would be like three and a half miles high, something like that. There's that much vacancy in the United States. Yeah. And uh, but you've got this vacancy. So if people go back. But then you've got all these remote workers, like in Boise, Idaho, mm -hmm. moved to Boise, Idaho, because they had the flexibility of working from home and they get called back to the office. This gets in better shape. The housing market starts to fall yeah. because all of a sudden you get all these people who have to go back 
Well, and it falls it falls regionally, up. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to see some. It'll be interesting. It'd be interesting to see some. You know, regionally, you may see prices dropping twenty percent, where other areas it's going up twenty percent because yeah. you got to move people back. Mm -hmm. That that'll be interesting. That would be very very interesting. Yeah. And, and you see, like I, I mean, I've served like um, Google has has put a heavy emphasis back in office, right? Of of different mm -hmm. pieces. And what I found, and I, I was talking to. Um, a buddy that works for not Google, um, but works for another IT company. And he basically was just like, Hey, like where they were based and where he was based was a thousand miles away. And he's mm -hmm. like, Hey, like you guys hired me as a remote person. Now you're telling me I need to come into the office. Like, what do I do? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, like we'll have you come in one week a month versus weekly. And he was mm -hmm. like, great. Awesome. And then what he found was, is all of a sudden his role is starting to diminish. And he was just like, wait a minute, like I'm almost being forced, like he's being forced put out. into a force where he knows like he's, you know, in the tech sector, he he knows he's being put in a position to where they're basically trying to make him obsolete and, and eliminate him without him basically forcing him of like, hey, there's no growth, there's no opportunity, there's no nothing, like you're stuck, you're gonna do this, you're gonna operate in this very rudimentary level. Right. That that's not what you want and not what you're hired to do. And we're going to let you live there. But the goal is, is that we're hoping that you leave. Yeah. Right. Like that's what he feels like. Um, and I think that's what you're going to start seeing some of these bigger companies do is like, hey, like, oh, yeah, we did hire you. But they're going to try to fade people away or fade people mm -hmm. out to get yep. back that in office approach. Yep. And if you're yep. not willing to conform, you might find yourself stuck in that situation. But he was like. I've got three kids. I've got a wife. She's got a job. We're, like, I can't just pick up and move our family over there. Yep. Yep. And it's it, it's an interesting situation because, I mean, as a company, and I'm looking at all these leases I have, and it's just basically losing money. Um, yeah. Productivity-wise, I don't – I can't tell you is one better than the other. You know, I mean, I look at our, I look at our industries, you know – I was at your office the other day. You know, you've got a beautiful facility, but do most of the people come in every single day? No, no. It, it's like as a real estate agent, you know, I've got a, I love my office at home. You know, I've got a, I've got a nice office over in Tuscaloosa. But I don't, I honestly don't feel like driving a half an hour. To to <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that's too far for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can just, you know, get up, go to my office. And start doing my work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I, but not everybody's built like that. And not every role is built like that, right? Like some roles, like I hate to say it, like I've had employees in the past where 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 if you don't have a constant eye, they're great employees, but they need someone watching over them to make sure mm -hmm. when they're they're not like because they may sit there and go, Oh, well, my job task is A, B, C, and D. And you're like, Yeah, but like if you get through A, B, C, and D, there's also E and F that you can do. But you, but they'll sit there at D and go, okay, well, I'm done. And they'll just, if they're at home, they'll be like, well, I'm going to go do some laundry. I'll clean the house. I'll go run an yep. errand. I'll do this. And all of a sudden I need them. And they're like, oh, well, I'm in the middle of something. And I was like, you're not at your house, are you? And they're like, no, I went to the doctors. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not paying you to go to the doctors. Like yep. you're on my time right now, whether you're yep. at your house or not. Like I'm paying you right now not to go run errands. 
And that's a challenge sometimes. And I think that's where the work remote, I think that's where a lot of employers are struggling with the work remote to in office is they saw the initial productivity went up, like happiness went up, people were excited. Yep. But then I think people got more and more complacent and productivity has gone down in certain areas. So I, 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 I could see that. I, I, could think, def- I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. You know, uh, I think that's maybe where an employee may, and, and this is the, I don't know what's the right way to say it. the The employee that works remote may sit there and say, here's, here's everything that I think I'm supposed to do, right? Here's my mm-hmm. 10 tasks. They'll never do task 11, 11 through 15 when they work remote. Because they go, well, my job sheet says this. But when someone's in office, you have the ability to do task 11 through 15 because when they're not busy with the original 10 tasks, they're working on these other tasks or they're learning new skills. And they're not learning those new skills when they work remote because once they're remote, remote, when they're done, they're done. So now you're not able to train people up to grow in other areas to get job tasks. So now you've got to hire another person to do 11 through 15 when before you might've had three people that did one through 10 and those four people could do 11 through 15 amongst each other. Yeah. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. It's definitely, it's going to be a challenge going forward for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, just some of these things that are coming with, with the commercial real estate just kind of enlightens, you know, Mm -hmm. these discussions up a little bit. So absolutely. I just um, wish we were in an industry that I can go four day work schedules. Just like, let me, let me hire. Like I can tell all my employees, you can work, you know, 10 hour shifts Monday through Thursday. I wish I can give everybody Fridays off. Yeah. Yeah. Not I'm pretty sure every realtor. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get it. Let's hop into our numbers for the week. All right. So anything good. We dropped off. We dropped off a little bit. Shot. Uh, 274, which makes sense. You know, middle of the month. Yep. Um, inventory dropped a little bit, you know, but we're holding steady for the single family homes. Mm-hmm. Our condos are still in the doldrums at 112. And our inventory just continues to go up in the condo market. Yeah. And then we get into our numbers that we look at every week, which is the original list to sales price. This actually did jump up about a percent. Okay. Which could be again because we have better rates, more people, more people out, more people shopping overall. Maybe, yep, yep. But this was something I, I, I usually glance over this, but I saw this today and it just kind of blew my mind in two spots, and that's months of inventory. That's basically you take how many listings, how many sales, and you divide it, and you get how many months. Look at over a million dollars right now for single-family homes. We have 11 months supply. 11 wow. months. What's, I mean, with rates where they are, it's just really hard to justify. And with mm-hmm. home values, like that's the other thing. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like a million dollars doesn't get you what you thought it would get you. No, not at all anymore. I mean, you walk in and you're like, this is a million dollar home. Like, mm, no. You're like, no. I got to redo this. Like, I, you know, I used to joke, I was like, if you were buying a half million dollar home, you were walking in that half million dollar home being like, this could be at least five bedrooms, at least three baths. It's mm-hmm. going to be fully renovated, completely up to date. It's going to have the pool. It's going to be great. Right now. It's like you go to the million, you may, you're, you're five, three and needs to be updated. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a lot of them that need to be updated. It's it's nuts. But then again, look at how much they're discounting. You know, close to over a hundred thousand dollars on average. Wow. That's 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 some big price cuts. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then when we look at everything graphically, you see we've really, you know, kind of just flattened out as far as medium values, medium prices. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not seeing those price increases that a lot of people, you know, that that you see in the news. Oh, prices went up six percent. It's like really, we're really kind of flat overall. Mm-hmm. We've been flat for several months. I yep. I say really since last July, prices have been kind of flat overall. Mm-hmm. You know, average days on market, you know, we came down a little bit, you know, beginning of the year, people excited, want to buy a house. Rates were, you know, what, half, half a point, three quarters of a point better yeah. overall, you know, makes it, makes it easier. And you see our, our inventory is kind of flattened out. Then we hop into our condo and you see here again, we're, you know, roughly 95%. They're giving some big discounts. Big discounts. But, but Again, I looked at the months of inventory and look at between 500000 and a million dollars. 17 months of inventory. 17 months. Wow. 17 months. That's that's a total market. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that's bad. A hard market to be in right there. That is, that is a very tough market to be in right there. You know, and then again, you know, this one's always interesting because you get you get one good sale and boom, this pops up, this pops down. Yep. But you know, our period average really since October has sat at roughly 108, where this mm-hmm. should be saying, you know, two two fifty to three hundred. Yeah. In, in a in a normal market, it should mm-hmm. be sitting that high. Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely definitely seen a softening of the market, right? Like there's yep. no way around that, right? Inventory is going up. It is true blue. Like it is a buyer's market right now. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but the crazy the part is, is what, like, what a lot of people don't think about too is like if you're still selling, like then you like I, I was talking to somebody that was list, wanted to list and buy and they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like it's like I'm going to have to give concessions and this and that. And I'm sitting here going, you gain 40% equity in three years. Yes. Like you're still winning. Yeah. And it's a lot of people just look at things and they're like, well, I want to list it here. Well, the value's here. Yeah. But I want to list it here. But the value's here. It's not going to sell there. You're just going to let it sit on the market. And we're going to have to do price reductions to get it down to where it actually, where its actual value is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it, it's a question I always ask is like, okay, do you want to own it or do you want to sell it? Which one is it? Mm-hmm. Because if we do it here, you can continue to own it. If we do yep. it here, you're going to sell it. And you just, you know, that's where you just got to, you know, tighten your numbers up and make sure you're, you're, you're pricing it correctly. Because mm-hmm. you'll see houses that are priced correctly, presented okay. correctly, sell. They yep. will still sell, you know, 30 day window right now, they'll sell. Mm-hmm. But if, if they're not, if they're overpriced, people are smart. You know, people do their research. You know, and they're just not, they're just, if they don't feel it, if it doesn't feel right, they're not going to do it. They're just yeah. not going to do it at all. So those are our numbers for the week. 
Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. As always, um, please like, subscribe, and uh, join us every week here as we go through all, all the news that affects the housing market. Bam.